Talk Radio 570 KVI. It's KVI Want to Know Weekends. KVI Want to Know Weekends. Get ready to raise a toast with Seattle's most spirited hour of talk, Happy Hour Radio. Explore the best in Washington wines, beer, spirits, food, and more with your guide, Seattle sommelier, Christopher Chan. It's Happy Hour Radio, right now on Talk Radio 570 KVI. Well, hello, Seattle. Hello, Puget Sound. And welcome to Happy Hour Radio. I'm your host, Christopher Chan, your advanced sommelier, your weekend wine guy, and uh, your Baron of Burgundy today. I'm really excited to have uh, a real-life Frenchman um, on the line, and he's actually in France right now. And we are um, chatting up about uh, Burgundy, the great wines of Burgundy. Um, My favorites, my mother's favorite, my dad's uh, very passionate about it. We're talking about Chardonnay, Pinot Noir, and uh, actually Sauvignon Blanc. So my, my guest is the ambassador for the, um, the wines of the Bourgogne, Bourgogne region. And uh, his name is Amory Deviard. He is a winemaker down in the Chalonnais region. And um, he's on the line right now. So we're going to talk about some value wines. And if you're looking for great wines, you got to check out Coral Wines. That's my wine project. Rosé wine, white blend, and a red blend. CoralWines.com. Um, the most refreshing wines ever out of wine. Washington, but you know me, I love international wines, and I certainly do love uh, Vin de France. Um, mon ami, Amri Deviard, um, bienvenue, a happy hour. Hey, welcome, pal. Thank you. Good, good, good to hear you, and it's a real pleasure for me to talk with you today. Yes, um, this is a first. We're actually crossing uh, the Atlantic, the continents here, and um, what a treat. So you're, where are you located? You're in uh, Burgundy, or are you in Paris, or where? No, no, I'm I'm in uh, Burgundy in a place uh, named uh, Chateau de Chamery in uh, in Mercury, down south to Bonn. So it's um, I'm, I've been used to live in your fantastic country for a few years, 20 years ago. So this is why I really enjoy it, and I pretty decent uh, English. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I, I appreciate that. Although uh, je parle un peu de français, je comprends un petit peu. Um, so ah, if mal, we... mal, <laughs> merci. Um, d'accord. Okay. Well, uh, let's talk about Burgundy. Um, give us a little rundown of the regions, a little uh, little short summary of what's happening and, and where we are in the world. The Burgundy is uh, is a small region located south south. Uh, it's uh, it's a region which is quite. Uh, uh, long, it's around uh, 150 miles long, uh, but very narrow, where uh, Pinot Noir and Chardonnay are born. Uh, many centuries ago, the monks uh, started to investigate what was the best uh, benches, the best grapes to grow in Burgundy, and they, they realized that because of the climate, which is a, 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 cli- a continental climate with uh, usually warm days and cool nights, Pinot uh, and Chardonnay are, 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 are doing very well, and this is why uh, in this region uh, we are able to uh, to, um, to get normally maturity all day long with the sun and with the cool night while preserving acidity. The acidity is, is the key point. I know that it's quite uh, negative for many people, but uh, <laughs> wine without acidity is. Uh, 
He's a little bit, I would say... Um, Food uh, without salt uh, is kind of like that, right? You need it. Exactly. Exactement. Exactly. Well, um, we think about uh, a Burgundy, of course, where we think about Chardonnay from Chablis region, and then we have the uh, Cote d'Or, which the Cote de Nuit and Cote de Bonne, so Chardonnay and Pinot Noirs, the red Burgundies. And then we get down to the Maconnet and the Chalonnais, and um, the Maconnet is known for uh, great white wines, um, and the Chalonnais is something of a, a new region that many of our listeners probably are not aware of. And you're based in uh, the Chalonnais, correct? Correct. I call these uh, appellations such as uh, Mercury, such as GV, uh, especially producing red wines, but also Montagny and also Rie. I call this uh, part of, the, of, of Bourgogne the hidden gems, meaning that you can have tremendous uh, wines, quality wines, related to a beautiful price quality ratio. And um, uh, when people are talking about Burgundy, uh, they are, most of the time they are saying that wines are, are very good but uh, quite expensive. And in this region, such as um, uh, some parts of Côte de Bonne, uh, locations like uh, Saint-Romain, like uh, Montpellier, like um, uh, Fissin, uh, are producing beautiful wines. And also in Chalonnais and Cochalonnais and in, in, uh, in Maconnais also, you can have tremendous relation price quality ratio uh, with the expression of the classic Chardonnay uh, from, from France. So um, I, I really uh, uh, motivate you to discover, rediscover uh, the wine from these regions because um, uh, you can have uh, it's fantastic wines to match with food, it's fantastic wine to take a glass before dinner and um, and even after dinner especially in summer you can have uh, <laughs> a good bottle of burgundy wine uh, I love it or a, a glass before lunch or even after lunch and you're you're very right in saying that um, the wines of the Cote d'Or, uh, the Pouligny Montrachet the Merceau, the Gévaux-Chambertins um, those definitely fed quite a price point because those are the most uh, celebrated uh, communes of the area. But for the sommiers and my friends, we always love a good value. Um, we have a great lifestyle, but we they certainly aren't paying us millions of dollars. So we love to find those little gems. And of course, the Maconnet and Chalonnais provide that. The Mercury, the Fleury, uh, the Givries uh, um, are great, great wines with uh, true variety character and flavor. And that's what we really like as a sommier. I think the balances um, in these kind of wines are, are, are already impressive now for a few reasons. Why? Because uh, the kids, compared to 50 years ago, the kids of owners went to school. They they were they learned how to make good wine. They have been able to travel a lot, and they came back to Bourgogne. Uh, thinking quality and balance, and this is why now in this kind in this. Uh, in these villages and appellations, uh, you can have tremendous uh, price quality ratio. Well, uh, I, part, go ahead. Yeah, go, go ahead. Now, the second part is uh, many vineyards have been all, all also replanted. And uh, oh. compared to 50 years ago, um, uh, some vineyards were used to overproduce, and you, you had a dilution effect in the wines, which is not just a change of the taste, but it's a change of the, uh, of the balance. And uh, people of my age, um, I would say 35, 40, 45, really uh, um, have been involved in the creative process in the vineyard during the winemaking, during the aging, and also during the bottling. Because the bottling, nobody talks about it, but it's uh, it's a key, it's a key. 
key factor, key point. Um, and you can miss the quality of good wine because of a bad bottling uh, period. Interesting. I know that some of the issues that I've just uh, encountered with some Burgundy wines, white Burgundies in particular, are what they call uh, premature oxidation. And that's kind of been a little uh, bugaboo in some of the wines because we, we sit on these wines thinking with all that great acidity they will last and, and develop, and, mm-hmm. and, and many do. But uh, in some cases, the wines tend to get a little matterized for some reason, and, and no one's been able to figure out. But I know that when you say bottling is very specific and very uh, intricate, integral to the quality and longevity of the wine, that that's what you're probably referring to. So I do appreciate that. Um, let's talk about... Uh, why don't we jump into some of these wines? I have four beautiful wines uh, sent to me courtesy of the uh, BIVB. And uh, mm-hmm. the BIVB stands for, tell me again. The, 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 the BIVB stands for, the, uh, it's a Burgundy Bourgogne Wine Bureau, and they, uh, they, are, they are taking care of the promotions of, uh, of, the, of the wine from Burgundy all over, in France, but also all over the world. Excellent. Well, um, and, and, it, and, it, and it's important for for me to collaborate with such uh, uh, an organization because it's also a good way to promote not just my wines that I'm producing, but also the wines of uh, of Bourgogne and um, and I'm also um, I have uh, different. Uh, uh, cap also because I'm also the president of the one growers of Mercury, so I represent oh. uh, all the growers from this part of Bourgogne. Of Bourgogne yeah. You call them the wine warriors, wine uh, growers. We, wine growers. <laughs> oh. we, can, we can call we can, we can be called wine warriors exactly. I like that the wine warriors of Mercury. It's uh, that's going to be a new uh, superhero club. Um, fantastic. Exactly. Well, I'm excited. So here are the wines I have today. Uh, the uh, first wine is a Bourgogne Blanc um, in 2014 from Vincent. Then I have a Saint Varen uh, Cuvée Plaisir, which sounds really cool. These are all 2014. Uh-huh. Uh, I have the uh, the rare Bourgogne Aligote, which is very exciting. And finally, we'll we'll taste a wine from Chablis from a small region called Saint Brie. And um, I'm sure our listeners will get a kick out of that when they realize what's in that bottle. So I've got the exactly. 2014 Bourguignon Blanc. Um, let's talk about how these this wine is typically grown. I mean, Bourguignon Blanc is really one of the mainstays of, of all Burgundy. Bourguignon Blanc is a wine which can be produced all over Burgundy. Uh, it's uh, usually a wine with uh, very uh, low percentage of uh, oak aging. And it's uh, uh, Bourguignon Blanc, you can have at this level of, uh, of appellation, you can have tremendous price crazy ratio. Because most of the time you have, and especially in vintage 2014, which is a very good vintage. Why? Because it's uh, you have very pure expression of the the terroir effect. Um, you have with this level of wine, Bourgogne Chardonnay, which is 100% Chardonnay. Uh, you have usually a beautiful expression of uh, classic uh, Chardonnay from Burgundy, and it's a very good wine. The glass before dinner. It's a very good wine to uh, enjoy it uh, to continue with the dinner, and um, it's a very healthy uh, uh, thing. You have the fruitiness, easy to drink, it's easy to enjoy. You can celebrate parties with it. <laughs> uh, you, can, uh, you can also uh, share it with good friends. You know, Bourgogne wines are not reserved only for great occasions. You can. Uh, 
you can celebrate uh, good with your friends with a good guest of Bourbon uh, Chardonnay from Burgundy. I love it. I keep telling my dad that because he's got a huge cellar that, Dad, these wines aren't all meant for celebration, so uh, we can crack into that anytime. <laughs> now, what I love about Burgundy Blanc is that you great, this has got a great mouthfeel. Um, it really is has a softened edges, even though the acidity has got a nice spine of acidity, and uh, there's some layers of flavor here. There's, uh, of course, yellow apple, citrus, uh, lemon, a little bit of uh, touch of apricot and um, a very very light um, creaminess on this this is a really w- well-made wine this this comes from the uh, Frederick Wildman portfolio which is means something to me I, I like that that it's this is high quality and this is really under twenty dollars mm-hmm. it means that um, we have ready to understand to keep in mind that uh, wines from Bourgogne are not super expensive and you can have uh, a beautiful pleasure. I would like to insist about the, um, the, the balance of the wines today made in Burgundy. The fact that we have usually, uh, even at this level of, uh, of appellations, you have beautiful expression of the fruit pure fruit expression, usually with uh, white fruit aroma, with uh, floral uh, expression. Then when you take a sip, you have this freshness. This is the first uh, thing you're thinking about. And then it takes right away all your palate, and then you have the nice aftertaste. Sometimes you have wines which are very um, uh, fruity, and then you take a sip, you have nothing on your palate. Here you have you can really enjoy a wine by itself, or you can you can match it with food. Very important. It is very important, and, and that's the the reason that this actually goes so well with so many foods because it's it's a very balanced wine. And when you have that, mm-hmm. um, you certainly have the great complement to uh, your food and dining. Mm-hmm. Hey, um, uh, Amory Deviard, we're going to take a little break, and when we come back from the break. We're going to jump into um, the three white wines we have remaining: the Saint Varan, uh, which is a Chardonnay from the the Macanay. We have a Bergogne Aligote, which I believe is from the Chalonnais region, but uh, you'll be able to tell me. And then, of course, Saint Brie, which is a very, very unique and special bottling uh, from Chablis. So, hey, folks, stick around. I've got uh, a real live Frenchman on the line, a winemaker from the Chalonnais, Amory Deviard, right here on Happy Hour Radio. Stick around, folks. We'll be right back after this break on 570 KVI. Start your day the right way. John Carlson, live and local, 6 to 10 a.m. Talk Radio 570 KVI. You're in the know with KVI Want to Know Weekends. Here's more Happy Hour Radio with Christopher Chan. Hey, welcome back to Happy Hour Radio. Time for round two. Hope you got something great in your glass on this lovely Saturday night. Um, I have the pleasure of uh, tasting some beautiful wines from Burgundy, a little Chardonnay, Aligote, and something special from Sombri with uh, the ambassador who's actually in Paris, or, or sorry, is in France right now, and uh, his name is Amory Deviard. Amory, we were just enjoying the uh, Bourgognon Blanc from uh, Vincent, J.J. Vincent, and right now we're going to um, try the Saint Varan Cuvée Plaisir 2014. Tell me about Saint Varan. Saint Varan is located in in Macon region, down south of, uh, of Bourgogne. Because, as you know, in Bourgogne, which is uh, it's uh, it's uh, quite a vertical uh, region because it's it's quite long region, uh, almost 150 miles long and very narrow. And, and Saint Varan is the most south part of Bourgogne, located in Macon region. Um, it's a beautiful appellation, producing very um, 
a floral, very expressive wine uh, made from Chardonnay, 100%. And it's coming from a very hilly uh, uh, part of uh, of Bourgogne. I really invite you to discover um, this part of, of, of Bourgogne, Macon region, Saint-Véran, Pouilly-Fussé. Uh, all the, the south part of of, uh, of Bourgogne is beautiful, including Cochelonex. Yeah. Okay. Well, you've, you've got me uh, inspired to head back to Burgundy. So San Varan is both a mm-hmm. town and a region, correct? It's uh, it's uh, yes, it's a town and it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's a territory, and it's a very hilly with uh, many slopes, uh, many uh, facing south, south east, southwest and um, producing tremendous wine. Uh, it's wine which is much more known in Europe for beautiful price-quality ratio, I think, compared to the, to the U.S. market. But it's, um, in the U.S. market, the evolution is, is, is very important also. Yeah. Well, one of my favorite go-to uh, places for a, a quality Burgund- uh, Chardonnay wine, uh, and also always under $20, uh, San Varan. This is Cuvée Plaisir, which means uh, the pleasure blend, <laughs> which right. I got to love right. that. Um, this wine is very uh-huh. clean, and uh, it has a little more floral and aromatic than the Bourgogne Blanc. Um, it's a little more sharp, but it uh, has a little more acidity, um, and it's uh, it's definitely... I don't. Th- I think this is all stainless steel. I don't get any sense of any oak on here, uh, new or old. No, it's uh, most of the wines from Saint Véran are, are, are non oak, uh, most of them, and it's um, it's usually um, uh, Saint Véran is producing wines which are uh, much more um, um, with much more depth, uh, much more intensity, and it's a perfect wine for uh, uh, matching food and wine. And especially with white meat, with a very nice dish of, uh, of fish, of, um, of um, crab cakes, for example, mm. uh, things like this. And um, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a wine which is usually very classic expression, but with much more fruitiness and much more freshness and much more depth compared to the previous wine we tasted together. We eat a lot of crab cakes up here in the North Pacific Northwest. How do you say crab cake in French? Is that uh, gâteau de, de crustacean? It's, uh, usually it's uh, gâteau de crab, but it's not half <laughs> popular as it is in, in the U.S. And ah. This is why we we love it so much, you know, because yeah. it's different compared to the food we... we the Bourgogne is also very known for gastronomical uh, Oh, that's right. Dishes. Yes, uh, yes. And yeah. of course, they des escargots. Exactly. Les escargots, le bœuf bourguignon, le, 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 le poulet à la crème, with uh-huh. rolls, uh, um, chicken with um, cream sauce, with mouths, um, uh, so, uh, and many different dishes. But crab cake is very different compared to what we have here, and this is why uh. I really appreciate it. Uh, all right. Well, you're making me hungry on this Saturday night. Speaking with Amri Deviard, who's the ambassador for the wines of Burgundy, and uh, that's vansdebergone.fr. Um, check it out on the website. Uh, our next wine here is an Alagote. Um, a very uh, this wine has uh, an origin where the this is the first wine which made the cure. Um, so tell me about this Burgogne Alagote from Girodon. <laughs> Aligoté is a single uh, variety, uh, different compared to Chardonnay. And it's, uh, most of the Aligoté comes from the appellation of Bouzeron, which is part of Cochelonel. Um, it's, uh, it was used to, uh, 
in the past to to blend with um, with uh, black currant liquor to make what we call Kir de Bourgogne because it's uh, it's very aromatic you have a lot of flavors it's uh, very nice freshness also and um, but nowadays it's um, it's uh, appreciated for what it is um, very clean pure expression uh, very good um, uh, it's a wine which which is easy to digest you know it's a wine that you can have a glass and after a glass you're looking for the second one without uh, uh, without <laughs> too much for sure we always um, like that bridge uh, make sure that second one's tasty exactly Excellent. Well, I'm taking a sip of this burg- this Alagote. The acid is much higher than the first two wines. Uh, it's quite right. a racy wine, but it has um, a, a very polished edge to it as well. And it's uh, it's beautiful wine to uh, or glass before lunch or dinner because it's up an appetite. Um, you have also this. Uh, it makes you salivate. It's up and up. It's it's opening you uh, to to have lunch or dinner. Oh. Well. I love these. These are the appetizers that I like. <laughs> always, always a- appropriate. And um, this is the perfect weather for for all of these wines. So the Algote was delicious. I understand why they have a cure. And our next wine is from the Chablis region, and it's from a very small appellation called Saint Brie. Um, Omri, tell me about this wine. Saint Brie is the uh, up north part of uh, of Bourgogne, and. Uh, uh, north um, north part of, um, of of Chablis is uh, uh, is considered to I mean it's, it's used to uh, get Sauvignon Sauvignon Blanc and it's um, it's a very uh, typical uh, wine because most of the white wine in in Bourgogne are planted with Chardonnay and a small part of uh, Aligoté and and then Sauvignon it's a wine which is um, very interesting first of all because as you know, what makes a great wine in, in Bourgogne is the terroir. It's a combination of the soil, the exposure, the altitude, and um, which makes something, which makes a wine very different composed from one place to the other. And in this part of Bourgogne, um, the Saint-Brie is, um, is making beautiful Sauvignon Blanc, which is a very aromatic um, um, uh, grape, uh, producing um, uh, a wine which is very open, uh, uh, I would say, upfront, uh, with with nice freshness. Very important to get the freshness because it's uh, it would be a good way to match with food, you know. Yeah, and most of these value wines, we're talking wines under $20, are meant to be drunk early and appreciated fresh. Um, like non-vented champagne, you don't need to sit on these wines because you're not really going to develop anything. They're all about the freshness. I'm tasting this Sompri, and this is a very unique uh, um, a profile for Sauvignon Blanc. I mean, it's not Sancerre. You don't have the minerality or the searing uh, acidity. Uh, it's not New Zealand, of course, with all the gooseberry and jalapeno. It's There's no oak on it, so it's not Bordeaux and California. Um, this is a very unique. It, it has a minerality to it, but it's certainly um, a different, uh, a, a different shade of Sauvignon Blanc. And it, you take a sip; it goes all over your palate. It's easy to digest, and it's um, it's, uh, it's 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 a different approach of uh, classical uh, wines from Bourgogne, and I think it's it's definitely worth it. And it's um, it can fit also many different palettes. You know, you can you can be a wine lover uh, and appreciate uh, Sauvignon from Saint-Marie, or you can be uh, 
as somebody who are who is not used to taste wines from from Bourgogne, you will really enjoy it. So I I I, I, I motivate your 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 your, um, your, your listeners, the people, <laughs> listeners to to discover rediscover Sauvignon de Sauvignon Saint-Brie, and I'm sure they will not be disappointed. Well, I'm sure I'm certain too. I think having value wines on our show was very important because everybody likes a great value. And we talk about value, we're talking about quality versus price point. Um, it's easy to say I want a hundred the hundred dollar wine, but to find the wine that's delicious under twenty dollars um, is what we all look for and all appreciate. Uh, Omri Deviar, this has been a real treat. Uh, thank you for sharing the Bourgogne Blanc, the Saint Varan, bon. the Bourgogne Elegote, and the Saint Brie. Uh, really appreciate. Um, best of luck this harvest and I look forward to talking to you again on Happy Hour Radio uh, thank you so much and I, I really um, uh, motivate your listener to come to visit us in Bourgogne because it's a beautiful region you can have a treat uh, beautiful cuisine uh, beautiful uh, way of life and uh, I would be very happy to welcome your listeners at Chateau Chamre in Mercury where we have a beautiful restaurant uh, with a beautiful view uh, looking after our vineyards perfect thank you so much merci beaucoup mon ami au revoir hey folks stick around we'll be right back on Happy Hour Radio A Northwest original. Lars Larson, live weekdays, noon to 3. Talk Radio 570, KVI. KVI Want to Know Weekends continue. Now, back to Happy Hour Radio with Christopher Chan. All right, welcome back to Happy Hour Radio. Time for round three. Hope you got something great in your glass on this lovely Saturday night. Um, time to switch it up. I've got uh, a bar manager from Barrio who is the president-elect of the Washington State Bartenders Guild, uh, Cameron George, uh, bartender extraordinary. Hey, uh, welcome to Happy Hour. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. Yeah, excited about it. Um, you uh, have been at Barrio for two years, one of the great uh, um, Latino cuisine centers for, I believe, our restaurant world here in the Pacific Northwest. Um, describe, tell me about Barrio. Oh, man. So Barrio is just this crazy, ginormous <laughs> mezcaleria and ta- tequila bar with a very Latin theme to it. Um, we have now over 115 mezcals, uh, boasting about 90 different tequilas, uh, beautiful, sexy atmosphere. It's wonderful clientele. It's just a happening spot here in and Seattle. And the food is fantastic. It's and incredible. I know um, over the past week, uh, Bethany Jean Clement had put in there a tan vin and had recognized Barrio as mm-hmm. uh, uh, one of the mezcal centers of the Pacific or actually of the West Coast. Absolutely. Actually, the United States, um, there are not a whole lot of bars in, in the country that uh, can boast a selection of 115-plus mezcals. Uh, Let's see. Anvil down in Houston is a really, really awesome bar. They've got Houston. a ton. Yeah. yeah but uh, <laughs> here in the Northwest, not not so much. And this bar has been active in pushing mezcal as, 
uh, as a way of life for about seven seven years now. That's huge. Uh, I'm a big fan of mezcal. Uh, I've gone through a couple of, of tequila uh, certifications, one with Patron, mm-hmm. and um, mezcal should be the next one because it's it's an oft un- misunderstood spirit, and obviously most people think of the old uh, Dos Gusanos with yeah. the, uh, the the worm in the bottom and mm-hmm. the yellow coloring, and that's yep. just uh, not the memory you really want. No, it really, really isn't. I mean, and, and honestly, that's it's kind of a mis, uh, misconception about mezcal and tequila that they are not beautifully, finely produced spirits. Uh, and that's one reason that I've come to love Barrio so much is because I've learned just so much about uh, the production and the way of life that uh, goes hand in hand with making these awesome spirits and distillates. Yeah, in fact, um, if you think about it, it takes you know close to a decade to make this stuff because mm-hmm. you, you don't just pick grapes once a year. You have to grow the uh, the agave cactus, and you can use several different agave for uh, the production of mezcal. Mm-hmm. Um, but that takes uh, really seven or eight years, correct? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you're talking about just in terms of tequila production, uh, the Weber Azul can take about eight years uh, to mature before it can be harvested. Um, and then when you're talking about mezcal, I mean, Karwinskis uh, and Tobalas and agaves like that can take almost 25, 30 years in some cases uh, before they can be harvested. So you're really actually planting plants not for your own enjoyment, but for the enjoyment and sustainability of the uh of the spirit for years and generations to come. Yeah, that's really cool. It's much like the cognac region where this family tradition starts and they, they just continue to make it and some people won't ever see that spirit. Unfortunately, Grandpa might not get a Absolutely. chance to yeah. taste it. And so when you think about mezcal, of course, we're talking um, a very balanced spirit with, with hints of smoke and um, that really is a tantalizing taste because nothing has that except scotch. You get that peated smoke note, but this isn't peat. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's one one thing that people are always like, oh, my God, it's like smoky scotch tequila. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, kind of, kind of. The the smoke is actually being implemented just from the style of cooking uh, and the under the underground roasting. So it's really one of the only spirits where how it's roasted directly impacts um, the the flavors that you get when you open that, bo- the flavors and aromas when you open a bottle. Yeah, and it's uh, it's very expressive. Of course, it's a great garnish or a great add-on to many different cocktails because you can get j- just that hint of smoke. And I know bartenders these days are are using more than just uh, uh, a shaker <laughs> and mm-hmm. a stir. Um, of course, you've got uh, you know you're you're peeling and you've got oils and uh, tinctures and obviously doing your own home smoking. Um, what's the coolest drink you have at Barrio in your terms? Ooh, all right. Uh, coolest drink right now at Barrio is a cocktail that was created by our uh, beverage director, Casey. Um, it is this really, really fun drink that has squid ink. It's got some pineapple. Uh, it's got a little bit of a like um, an squid alpine liqueur. Ink? Yeah. Alpine ink. pineapple, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the drink's name is actually Giving Up the Ghost, and it starts out this beautiful like yellowish green, and then by the end of the drink, it's just jet black. It's... It's wonderful. Oh, wow. And that's served in a highball? Or? Uh, yep, served in a highball. Okay. And um, what's the spirit again? You've uh, got... the, the spirit is actually uh, tequila. All it's, right. Uh, it's a ghost chili-infused tequila. Oh, so it's wow. nice and spicy, but yeah. also tropical at the same time. Oh, with the pineapple. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's oh, that sounds good. I do love the heat and, uh, of course, tropical flavors. Speaking with uh, Cameron George, who's the bar manager at Barrio, and the incoming president-elect for the Washington State Bartenders Guild. How long have you been a member of the guild? 
Uh, I've been an active member of the Guild for two and a half years now, um, and it is absolutely the greatest organization uh, in terms of unifying bartenders in the craft movement, and actually just bartenders from all, all walks, uh, whether it be dive bar, shot and beer bartenders. <laughs> it, it really actually just pushes you uh, to learn and actually just be better for your guests and better for yourself. Yeah, you know, the social media movement obviously has changed a lot of our, our culture and also um, added a, a, a layer of communication that we've never had before. We would have to go to a meeting and you'd have to mail out a notice um, back in my day, and I've been doing this a long, long time. So just to see that you can go on Facebook and see comments and, and people can ask for help. And uh, how does it, how do you be a member of the Bartenders Guild? You have to be a bartender, I imagine. Uh, actually, no, you don't. Uh, oh. You don't have to be a bartender. I mean, we have bar attenders that are actually uh, members of the guild as well. Oh, uh, I see. So you have a bartender and a bar attender. Attender, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but you actually do not have to be a practicing bartender to join uh, the Bartenders Guild. Really what it does more than anything else is it connects you to a network of bartenders that span uh, well over 30 chapters throughout the United States and then over 150 countries throughout the uh, throughout the world as well. Uh, it allows you to keep tabs on, you know, what what the hottest new trends are, and it also gets you access into many different trainings and tastings. Okay, and so what inspired you to be uh, president? Um, honestly, the, the president right now, Tommy Stearns, is a really great friend of mine, and I've just watched his career um, really skyrocket through his, uh, through his like, Active uh, activity in in the Washington State Bartenders Guild, and actually through the United States Bartenders Guild, right? USBG. Uh, yeah, so it just really made me want to be a part of this community. Very cool. How many officers mm -hmm. are in the guild? Treasurer, vice president, secretary. I imagine kind mm -hmm. of the the core. I would say there are seven right yeah. now. Seven right now. So they don't have a Supreme Court or anything like that, right? No. Uh -uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. So um, how does someone apply to, to uh, or how do we check it out? What's the website? USBG.org. USBG.org. So, mm -hmm. And then there's a chapter in Washington, yep. so they would just go to that. I see. So you become a member of USBG, then do yep. you get affiliated with the Washington Exactly. Chapter? It'll prompt you to uh, choose a chapter that you want to be an active uh, member in, and right. you just select Washington. Home. Excellent. Well, I'm wondering, do you get like the first shot is free coupon or something when you jump? <laughs> Actually, I mean, a, a lot of a lot of shots come free after. That. <laughs> <laughs> well, we know the liquor control board, the cannabis board, is yeah. not listening to this <laughs> right now. Um, so fun. What are the hours up there at Barrio, and where are you located? Uh, so Barrio is up on 12th and Pike. Um, we are open from 11.30 until about 1.30. And then on the weekends, we are open. Come by, try our brunch, open at 10 a.m. I really highly suggest the uh, the Pork Benedict. It's incredible. Oh, wow. It's so good. I've yeah. been up there a couple times. I've had a, a great experience. Uh, you know, obviously, chips and salsa are the mainstay, but damn, that was even starting there is so good. Mm -hmm. House-made and house-fried and good salsa. Oh, this pineapple salsa we now have on the menu there is so good. Perfect. Um, and when's the happy hour? That's what everyone <laughs> This is happy hour radio. When's the happy hour? A happy hour, come on by. I'll make you a margarita anytime from 3 to 6. 3 to 6, Monday through Sunday mm -hmm. at Barrio on 12th. Obviously, sure. you want to you find a find a parking place somewhere and walk over there because uh, Capitol Hill's got some density. But um, you, you're located next to another restaurant, is that right? Yeah, actually, we are located next to Tavern Law, two doors yeah. down from Tavern Law. 
Right on. Uh, so cool. Well, um, favorite margarita there at Barrio? La Purista. La Purista. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's uh, fresh lime juice. Um, do you use a, uh, a special orange liqueur, or do you just spade up triple sec? So the uh, recipe is actually a Blanco tequila, fresh lime juice, a little bit of Damiana, which is a, oh, a liqueur yeah. made from a flower that grows outside of Jalisco, uh, and agave, simple, shaken, uh. served on rocks, and don't forget the salt. Oh, absolutely. Well, very cool. You're making me thirsty. Cameron George, uh, over at Bar Manager Barrio on Capitol. Hey, thanks for taking time and joining me on Happy Hour Radio. Of course. I ah, love it. Um, hey, folks, stick around. We're going to uh, wrap up with uh, some of the new exciting things happening around town when we come back from this break. If you ever miss a show, please check out the website. It's happyhourradio.net. And if you're in the Twitter sphere, it's at happyhrradio. Uh, and check out the Facebook page. Uh, send some comments if, uh, or some questions to ask at Happy Hour Radio and Happy Hour Radio on Facebook. Man, we can't get any happier, so stick around. Maybe we will when we come back from this break right here on Happy Hour Radio. A Northwest original. Lars Larson, live weekdays noon to 3. Talk Radio 570 KVI. KVI Want to Know Weekends continue. Now, back to Happy Hour Radio with Christopher Chan. All right, welcome back to Happy Hour Radio. Hey, it's uh, it's time to uh, find out what's going on beyond King County. Uh, there's a lot of wineries in Washington State, and everyone knows that, but you might not know where they are located. And one of the cool spots is that uh, on your way to Vancouver, B.C., you stop off in Bellingham, you check out the Whatcom County Wine and Distillery Trail, or you can head up there for this really cool destination weekend. And uh, uh, my pal's going to chat about it, Zaccarelli Frescobaldi Grimaldi. That's a name I um, is just smiling saying, hey, Zac- I'm going to call you Zach for short. Zaccarelli, hey, welcome to Happy. Thank you very much. Uh, wow, that's quite the name. I think you're Italian. Uh, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Um, your folks from Washington or what? Yeah, um, Italy. Luca. Luca. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I love that town. The Red Wall. Yeah, it's nice. The little prison in there where they play soccer. It's a it's tiny really place. cute. Yeah. And those, those buildings are so close. The street's yeah. so narrow. Hey, um, you've been in the wine business a long time, or what's your story? Family's been in the wine business for a long, long time. Okay, making yeah. some Sangio out of Luca mm-hmm. in Tuscany. Uh, yep. Yeah, very good. So what's happening up in Whatcom County? If we we do the wine trail, but you have something special where you yeah. don't have to drive too far. Yeah, exactly. On August 6th, we're having the Bellingham Northwest Wine Festival. Um, it's a fundraiser fu- um, benefiting Brigadoon service dogs and growing veterans. Um, it costs Brigadoon service dogs $42,000 to train each service dog. Wow, really? Yeah, for for a disabled service member. And um, uh, for service... Do they grow the dro- dogs, too? Do they breed they do. them? They do. We do breed All dogs right. there, yeah. Um, and got, you're part of this organization? I'm the, exec- heard- the executive director of Brigadoon oh, service dogs. Oh, great. Yeah. That helps. Yeah. And we provide free service dogs for veterans with a service-related disability. So we have to raise the forty. Obviously, we have to raise forty-two thousand dollars for each dog that we place with a veteran. Wow! Are there special licenses and t- and shots and things you have to get? Do you have to get this dog Me personally? Permitted? No. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> you I like that. No, not in Washington State. Actually, the 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 RCW is really flexible. Um, Brigadoon Service Dogs is. Um, 
accredited ex, um, is accredited with um, Access Dogs International, and um, so all of our dogs have to have a minimum of 360 hours of service dog training to to be a service dog. All right. So just for fun, tell me about it. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking this is not roll over or bark. This is different kind of no, training. Yeah. This is like open the door, turn on lights, oh, go wow. to the refrigerator, grab a beer. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I love it for it's, our servicemen out, servicemen and women out there. Yeah, that's right. It's, um, it's heavy duty training. Well, I saw that yeah. Bud Light commercial, I think it was. Anyway, um, what kind of dogs are there? We train all dogs except the bully breeds. So if it's oh, a pit bull, breeds. pit bull mix, you know, we, we don't train them because they're banned. What about Chihuahua, some... right? Those are bullies. Yeah, they are vicious little things, aren't Poodles. they? Yeah. yeah. Little, little like, yeah, no, exactly. you don't want to get me started on I those will. little dogs. Okay, so this Bellingham Wine Festival, August 6th, how do you get tickets? Um, go to the website. What website? Uh, it's Bellingham Northwest, spell it out, winefestival.com. All right. Um, it's worth the journey. I know it's a long name, but the the VIP tickets are $75, and that gets you in at 6 o'clock and a, access to a exclusive VIP lounge Ooh. with special catering. And then the general admission tickets, um, admission starts at 7 p.m., and thing goes till ten or and nine. It goes until ten o'clock. Ten o'clock. We, right now we have thirty-five wineries, um, approximately one hundred and ten different wines, and we're awarding gold, silver, bronze, and best of show medals to wineries that entered our competition. Oh, interesting! And uh, this is are these wineries all from Whatcom County, or is no? It? They're from Washington, Oregon, Idaho, oh. and maybe one from British Columbia. Okay, so it's almost international. Yeah, very cool. What's the location of this event? It's at four four seasons, four points by Sheraton. Oh, on Lakeway Drive. Okay, yeah. and is there a lake there? There is not. <laughs> it's it's very deceiving. You got to keep driving. <laughs> it's deceiving. Lake. Yeah, you've got to go way up the hill. So the Bellingham Northwest Wine Festival dot com. That's it. All right. That's August 6th coming up. Um, it's 100 plus wines, 35 wineries, any breweries or distilleries? We are, are going to have um, a Kulshin Brewery is pouring beer, and Evolve Chocolates is going to be sampling out tons of their delicious handmade chocolates. Well, that's good. And yeah. as far as food goes, do I need to load up? You do not need to load up. Uh, we're going to have um, light appetizers. All right. Yeah. So Bellingham Northwest Wine Festival dot com, uh, Saturday August sixth. Saturday August sixth. Yeah, you can head up there. Uh, some places to stay. There's a Best Western. There's it's, uh, it's right the, at the Four the ho Points Hotel. Yeah, and the Four Points Hotel has a package deal, um, and the package includes the hangover breakfast the next day. <laughs> Perfect. That's yeah. my favorite breakfast. There you go. <laughs> my too. All right, there August sixth up in Bellingham Northwest Wine Festival. Zaccarelli Frescobaldi Grimaldi. Thank you so much for joining me. Happy Radio. Right. Thank you. Uh, hey, folks, hope you enjoyed uh, the wines of Burgundy and, of course, the uh, chat with my friend Cameron George. And, of course, I'll see you up there August 6th for the Bellingham Northwest Wine Festival. Hope you enjoyed the show. If you ever miss a show, it's uh, happyhourradio.net. And remember, folks, life is always better with a designated driver. Cheers! Cheers!